with the cannabidiol mm-hmm. dispensaries that's being thrown up all around the that's city. Pretty good too. Oh man, I'm, I'm slow, but when I pick it up, I'm like a, a Pro Bowl quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So now the cannabidiol stores that open up all around the cities. My theory on them shits is that. They're being in place for when they legalize weed. Like these people are just setting up shop for when they legalize weed. That's my. That's just my quick theory on it. Oh, uh, who who they think this miscommunication was on? So, Mr. Dean says, "Yo, I'm off Tuesday and Thursday. What day is best for you?" I said, "For sure. Let's link on Tuesday. I'll do yours first. And then you can do stay ready on Thursday. I damn sure read that ass. I might be dyslexic. I damn sure, <laughs> I damn sure read that as you on Tuesday and me on Thursday. I'm so proud to know the photo falcon. I'm so proud to say that's my friend. My dog is actively taking pictures with the hottest rapper in the world right now. Ooh. And I'll let you tell me who the hottest rapper in the world is. You tell me who's the hottest rapper in the world right now. I don't want to say it because he done declined my interviews about 8,000 times. I just wanted to know um, from your perspective, Lens, because I'm big on photography and photographers because I feel like that's the missing link for me and my show right now. Hmm. That's connecting with people. A motherfucker with high quality ability following hmm. me around with a camera. You know what I'm saying? Big fact. I feel like that's what's missing for me. So just put me on to who is Johnny Bravo and you know. Johnny Bravo? What kind of man is he and you know. So Travis Bravo, my dog. I said Johnny Bravo, I'm yeah. sorry. My bad bro, Travis Bravo. <laughs> Oh, we're gonna rebuild from within. We've got them on the lineup. But no, the fuck you don't! And we did let them niggas just build up. We've been having the same bum ass linemen for years. They don't work. They don't work. When you gave the boy a left tackle, he didn't lose any football games except for one. And then the Super Bowl. Yeah. How you feel about that Super Bowl, though? I mean, did you I feel, feel like it was rigged? Bruh, I feel like Jericho Cotri dropped three passes and he didn't drop any passes all year. Like Mike Tolbert fumbled the fuck out of a football that he shouldn't have fumbled. I feel like we had a multitude of drops before you even get to Cam running from his life from Von Miller and Demarcus <laughs> and or Or that fumble that people want to talk about all the time. People don't want to hold the team accountable for real. Yeah. Cam threw some dimes, first downs, that would have won us football games. Mm-hmm. Or won us the football game, right? Yeah. Drop, Kotri. Drop, Kotri. Mm. Fumble, Mike Tolbert. This is football, ladies and gentlemen. This ain't Cam Newton versus the Broncos. This ain't your favorite player versus... You're the other team. Bitch, this is one whole team. If y'all dropping footballs on third and 10, and I throw you one as a dime for 15 or 20 or a touchdown, 
catch the football. Because yeah. if you don't, my simple-minded fandom is going to talk about me. <laughs> Your it's your boy, Robbie Dean, back with another one of those fire-ass episodes of Me Blanc Amigo. And this is episode 44, episode 44, Bacon in the AM with the Stay Ready Podcast. Yeah, man, in this episode, I linked up with the big homie Jay Hill, one half of the Stay Ready Podcast. Shout out to Chuck. Chuck couldn't make it. Think he was at work. I don't know, nigga, because just been asleep from being out with one of them things from the night before. I don't know where the hell Chuck was, but I'm going to catch you next time. But um, in this episode, I linked up with the dog, Jay Hill, of the Stay Ready Podcast. Um, main reason I brought him through was I wanted to pay a little homage to the homies, man. I wanted to tell them, you know, face to face, I appreciate them for keeping the pressure on your boy. If it's one thing that don't make diamonds, I mean, if it's one thing that makes diamonds this way, my bad. It's pressure. And these niggas put pressure on your boy to step his game up every other episode. They have interviewed all types of people. They have over 200 interviews pretty much in a two-year span. Uh, Those are numbers. You clearly see what number I'm on. So if you can't tell the type of work they putting in, you know, you're just not a hard worker, my nigga. Um, Also in this episode, we talked about the Photo Falcon. Um, he was putting me on game on who the Photo Falcon was. I've heard, I've seen that name a few times all over the city. I've, um, heard the name on a podcast a few times. Even heard him on a podcast of the Stay Ready podcast. My bad. Not my shit. They shit. Um, I definitely need to get up with him, see what's going on. Cause, uh, bro got a lot of shit in the works. He's, you know, trending upward. So, you know, blessings to him and what he got going on, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, also in the episode, man, we talked about the CBD industry. Uh, also I threw a little CBD theory in there for you. Uh, if you interested in becoming a podcaster, we speak on how do you actually grow your podcast audience? He threw some very simple, you know, moves. I'ma even use my damn self. And uh we broke the Panthers down just to rebuild the motherfuckers all the way back up to a Super Bowl contender. Um we come to the conclusion that there's two important pieces missing in the Panthers formula to get back to the Super Bowl. Uh you might have to listen. I'm not finna tell your ass right now. Sorry, my nigga. Um, other than that, man, I just wanted to speak on the podcast actually being a morning podcast. That was the first time I did a podcast that early. Um, it was dope. It was fun. And it kept my brain. I don't know why, but I just just felt like more comfortable in the morning. I think AM podcasts are definitely about to be the wave. Um, once we get shop set up. Other than that, man, I heard Melvin Gordon ended his holdout. I just, real quick, I don't understand how do you lose three weeks of checks just to say, fuck it. Did he have three weeks being a number in his head, being a magic number, or is he running through money like that? Like, I just, I don't understand. You already here. Just stick with it, my nigga. Um, Other than that, oh, the baby album dropped when my podcast dropped. Um... This Friday, when you hear this podcast in full, you will also be able to go on any music streaming platform and stream the baby's new project. I forgot the name. I'm not even going to stunt. But 
Uh, most importantly, on that subject, I just want to speak on people saying that they're starting to get tired. There's a little whisper that getting tired of the flow. You know, they want him to pick up the flow. I'm sure, just like in this intro song, he's going to show you niggas. He has multiple flows. You know, stay calm. Don't get impatient. Uh, what we witnessing right now for the city is dope. And the nigga just keeps climbing to a new step in the ladder. So don't let little bullshit ass shit like that just, you know, keep you distracted from watching like this nigga make history for the city. So make sure y'all stream that album and, you know, do what you can to help that nigga reach my numbers. Because I'm finna dominate tomorrow. <laughs> uh, other than that, man, you already know. This episode is fire. Once again, I appreciate my dog Jay Hill of the Stay Ready Podcast and my dog Good Luck Chuck. That's the homies. Plural. I fucks with them. Uh, you know, my episodes always get more litter, 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 more titter, titter, titter. I can't believe we 44 episodes deep. This shit is mind blowing. But anyways, um, follow my Instagram at R-O-B-E-I. W-H-Y Again, that's R-O-B-E-I-W-H-Y And like always Like always Like always, baby Like my shit Comment on my shit And subscribe to my shit Like the motherfucking white girls in the valley say I'm out You got a fucking fantasy squad, huh? Yeah, but my bench is where, like, on the bench, I got George Kittle, Mike Williams from the Chargers, Valdez Scanley from the Packers, Derek Carr, I got Mo Start from the Niners, and Deshaun Jackson. So Deshaun Jackson hurt. Valdez Scanley, he, he played on Thursday, and that shit made me nervous because if he asked, and that's just a slot that I've just used up now. Yeah. Mike Williams been kind of buns. I don't know what the fuck going on with him. And I got Le'Veon on the bench, but he got a bye week. Check, 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 check. We live, we live, we live. Is this your pop filter? Yeah. I like it. <laughs> nah, I fuck with it. The Crown Royal yeah, bag. I fuck with it. I like it. Is this a hot microphone? That motherfucker record. I like hot microphones. What that mean? What you just said is recording. Oh, okay. I thought I took a guess. Yeah, man, you gotta speak the lingo, bro. Listen, <laughs> the Stay Ready All Stars, the Stay Ready families, they know when, when they know what a hot microphone is. Um, that's day one lingo right there. I'm here. Yeah, with the one and only Jay Hill of the motherfucking Stay Ready podcast. Mm-hmm. What's the deal? What's good with you? What you been up to? It's been a year. Or some change, my nigga. Really? I think. Really? I no way. Since that episode. Since we pod swapped? It's been a year? Well, not we since pod the, swapped. Not when we both pulled up with the mics, but since I recorded you and had you on my shit. Oh. I believe it's been about a year. Well, all right. Well, you know, hey, well, listen, I'm back. You know, big stay ready. <laughs> back on your motherfucking ass. I'm in his house, by the way. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? On the east side with it. You know what I'm saying? Don't get ready. Stay ready. All that shit. You know, get, glad to be back in the building doing me Blanca Amigo things. Really... I'm, I'm really just happy to be uh, on the other side of the microphone uh, uh, being asked the questions uh, instead of, you know, 
being on the other side of the microphone and having to ask questions all the time. So, you know, I appreciate you, brother, yeah. for having me on the show. You feel me? Oh, yeah. Let's get it popping. Um, off rip, I spoke, in my opinion, very highly of you on episode 41, NBA exam day. All 40 episodes crammed in one. Mm. Uh, within that episode, I can't remember what I said verbatim, but I shouted at you out and your boy Chuck. Shout out to the sniper. Chuck, what it do? I said, uh, y'all boys are the hardest working niggas <laughs> in Charlotte when it comes to this podcast and shit. I'm a podcaster, and I get that up to you. Because at the end of the day, when I go to sleep, I got to know that I'm being a being with myself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, that's fine. I just want to tell you niggas, I appreciate y'all for setting the bar for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, I just want you to know, I'm chasing y'all niggas. I appreciate that, bro. In the podcast gym. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that. What's well, real shit? Um, it feels good. To be acknowledged in that capacity, and I did hear the episode. I told you off wax that I heard the episode, and I wasn't lying. Yeah, uh, I actually played it with my girl in the car. I was fast forwarding a little bit just because <laughs> I kind of wanted to hear what he said about us. Yeah, if you said anything, you know. Uh, and I was, it just made me smile. Um, but on some real shit, it feels good to be acknowledged in that capacity because we do work hard at this shit. Like um, sometimes even I have to take a step back and just realize, like, yo, bro, you just kind of did something cool. Like mm -hmm. you don't know you did something cool sometimes until. Maybe somebody else says it. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to do, but I got to do a better job of just, you know, being more present. I've been working on being more present, so I appreciate that, bro, for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, off rip, we was talking about this bum ass computer, and I just want to say, um, communication is key, people. Big facts. Communication is key, <laughs> because I did not know we was doing my podcast today. It's funny. Oh, uh, you're a funny guy, Mr. Dean. <laughs> I thought we was pulling up doing his shit. Then he was. I was like, "Yo, where your equipment at?" And I knew what it was as <laughs> soon as it came out my mouth. I knew what it was. So <laughs> I grabbed my shit, got it ready, and it took about forty minutes for us to start because my damn computer was updated. Listen, no problem. So basically, I'm gonna I'm gonna read you guys word for word our text messages, and then we're gonna. I want the Me Blanc Amigo family <laughs> to let him know. Uh, who who they think this miscommunication was on. So, Mr. Dean says, yo, I'm off Tuesday and Thursday. What day is best for you? I said, for sure. Let's link on Tuesday. I'll do yours first, and then you can do Stay Ready on Thursday. I damn sure read that as... I might be dyslexic. I damn sure, <laughs> I damn sure read that as you on Tuesday and me on Thursday. I swear. Now that I read it back to you, what does it sound like? <laughs> I'm gonna show up here with no equipment, My expecting bad. to be interviewed. <laughs> and then on My Thursday, you're gonna come do stay ready shit. <laughs> My bad. I swear I read that shit backwards. I don't know how the words got twisted, but I, commu I I read that shit. That shit's funny. The other way. That shit's funny. So basically, right now, what we're doing, we're doing some real stay ready shit. We're doing an out the Trump promotion, out the, out the Trump production, I should say. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But it's gonna be lit, because y'all got two professionals on the microphone. You feel me? This ain't gonna be no, this ain't no bullshit. You feel me? I do this shit for real. Now, I love episodes where I end up outside in the nature and hmm. shit. And this is a cool day to do this shit, like on this little caged-in patio. I like this. Yeah, yeah, very, I don't know what's the word, chill. 
I like where we're at right now. Yeah, I fuck with it. Yeah. Um, I ain't never podcasted from here. Off rip. Really? No, not right here. I, I would do a lot of shows out here. I don't let people come here. Uh, well, well, yeah. I well, can't, I can't, I'm honored we can't, then. We can't tell people where we buy. No, I'm, I'm honored. From, I'm honored. Yeah. I appreciate the hospitality in that in that, in that capacity then. Yeah. I talked to Brock. And speaking of, shout out to the Photo Falcon. Uh, my dog, I'm so proud to know the Photo Falcon. I'm so proud to say that's my friend. My dog is actively taking pictures with the hottest rapper in the world right now. Ooh. And I'll let you tell me who the hottest rapper in the world is. You tell me who's the hottest rapper in the world right now. I don't want to say it because he done declined my interviews about 8,000 times. That's okay. <laughs> Two things. I believe in the concept of mutual exclusivity, right? Two things can be true while also not affecting each other in any capacity, right? Mm-hmm. So even though he declined your interviews, he can still be the best rapper in the world. Hottest rapper in the world right now. Who's the hottest rapper in the world right now? John John. The baby, the baby, the baby, <laughs> the baby. And I'm so proud. I'm so proud to call someone who's actively currently taking pictures for him right now, probably in this moment, my friend. Shout out to the Photo Falcon. That's and I dope. want you guys to know, this wasn't some today shit. My dog been doing this for years. Like, That's dope. Yeah, no. Hmm. That's dope. So he traveling with him? Bro, he's been doing he's been doing this for years. So put me on to the this Photo Falcon. This ain't nothing new. I, I, mean, I, mean, I don't know what you're going to say, but... I don't want like, cause like, I don't want people to think just because of what I just said. Like, the baby just hired him because Bravo hot right now. Like, no, Bravo been hot and they been rocking together. Like, Bravo been doing shit. Hey, you been fucking with him for the longest. I been scrolling this they shit been, that they day. They been they been doing that shit since before I knew Bravo. They been about it. He been about it. But please, brother, I can't wait to wax poetic about my dog. What's happening? I just wanted to know, um, from your perspective lens because i'm big on photography and photographers because i feel like that's the missing link for me and my show right now hmm. that's connecting with people a motherfucker with high quality ability following hmm. me around with a camera you know what i'm saying big i feel like that's what's missing for me so just put me on to who is johnny bravo and you know johnny bravo what kind of man is he and you know so travis bravo my dog I said Johnny, bro. I'm yeah. sorry. My bad, bro. Travis, bro. <laughs> my dog is, well, first of all, as far as skill-wise, my dog do this. Uh, student in the game, the whole nine. Like, but as far as what we talking about, that, that, that urban shit, that, that, that raw shit, that still professional shit, mm-hmm. that's Bravo. Right. Only thing about it is, you got your money right when you come at it. You feel me? Right. Just because that's what the fuck going on. He about that. But he like that. You feel me? So. He from the city? From the city. That's my dog. Damn. That's what's up. Now, how how much experience do you have in photography and that landscape and type of shit. shit. I feel like you be fucking with that shit. I pick up cameras and take pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's my experience with it. I don't have no experience with it, bro. I'm literally, like, I can do it because I'm creative and I have an eye for it. You feel me? Like, right. and I have and I have the passion that, to edit and I'll take a picture knowing what I'm trying to get out of it, what I want to see later in it when after I edit it. But yeah, that's it. Like, I don't have any experience per se. Um, mm. Now you give me a nice camera, I'll make something shake. Mm. But I don't have no experience. Nah, I fuck with it though. I seen uh some of your episodes and I was wondering because I asked you this off camera. 
why you wouldn't stick to um, a script of when you would release episodes, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I wanted you to explain on the microphone exactly why you don't stick to a schedule when releasing your episode. Not again. So basically, for the family, he wanted to know like why I don't have yeah like a set date of when I release the episode. Like every Thursday, you are gonna get a stay ready episode no matter what. Mm. And I told him because well, number one, we are syndicated twice a week on True Dreams Radio. Shout out to Kitty Mo. Shout about. Twice a week, True Dreams Radio, www.truedreamsradio.com. Tuesdays at 6 o'clock, Friday at 6 o'clock. You will hush stay ready every week, right? So we are a fixed point on the internet, twice a week. However, I record so many interviews, like shout out to uh, Black Rambo, you feel me, and his whole clique. I'll go to events and I might interview, I might get a whole hour's worth of interviews with like 10 different people, you feel me? That's yeah. an episode. Yeah, then yeah. I might actually do an episode with Bravo the next day. Right then, I might not have another event, but I might have another interview. Yeah. So that's four different pieces of audio I didn't capture in a week. Mm. If I'm releasing them one at a time, once a week, it's gonna take me forever. And then how we talked about, then you never know which interview is gonna pop up. Yo, I need you to interview this person. Boom, 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 boom. That's more content. So I got love from my, I got love for the art of podcasting. I got love for my podcast listeners. I got love for my subscribers. So I know they appreciate content. You feel me? I know that I don't want Jalen and Jacoby to drop once a week. Mm. You feel me? Real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. This is a real, a real question. Hmm. Are you more passionate about being Jay Hill, the content creator, or are you more passionate about podcasting and seeing where podcasting can go? Podcasting is just like a like a tool it's like a it's like a like a tool in your toolbox uh-huh. you know what I mean it's like a and it's also like a like a gateway it gets you into, into other things but it shouldn't want to be your end all be all you feel me like mm. like I do I, I'm the content creation aspect of it is when you allow it to spread your wings that's when you can pick up a camera do video do the, the pictures do your own edits that's when you can create a show, an actual TV show out of your podcast. That's when you can create a radio show out of your podcast. Like you can create multiple things, multiple avenues. You can create being a host and all sorts of things, a brand ambassadorship. Like you, you know, use it as a gateway. But I'm not, I'm not more so. Uh, hmm. Let me worry this the right way. I love podcasting, but right, right. I love podcasting, but it's not like. I'm not out to be the world's greatest podcaster. Mm. If that happens, it just happens. I'm just, it just kind of is what it is. Like, that's the thing. The Stay Ready podcast is just, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a thing to me though. Like, so it's a, it's a, um, I want it to be a fixed point. Like, even no matter how big I get, no matter how big I get doing other things, like, I would like to have the pod always be dropping some shit. You feel me? Like, yeah. just because that's just what Stay Ready is. That's the thing, bro. I think I'm becoming more passionate about podcasts mm. in general and watching the growth of it. Mm. I think I'm starting to fall more in love with the business of podcasts. I mean, bro, I'm I'm stay ready at this point, bro. Like exactly. I, I don't even yeah. yeah. I don't I don't consider myself just a podcast host. I don't you feel me? I don't I don't just consider myself a podcast host like that's like I don't know. I'm stay ready. It's all encompassing. I host your event. 
uh, I can go out there and sell your shit. If, you, if you're going to pay me to do that brand ambassador shit, I can go out here and take pictures for you. I can edit anything you want, edit your material, come up with a whole, I can produce your show for you. I can do, I can do a multitude of things and it has nothing to do with podcasting. You know mm. what I mean? Like the yeah, word yeah, podcast yeah, yeah, would yeah. never come up in a lot of these conversations that I have uh, where I do get paid. I'm not getting paid to do the pod. I'm getting paid to do other things. Right, right, right. Based on what they've seen me do by way of the pod. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's all relative, but I'm not I'm, I'm not out to be the world's greatest podcaster. No. Mm-hmm. I'm here to I'm here to take stay ready to whatever heights it needs to be taken to and how I need to do that. Now, I think the theme of this show is like when podcasts connect, when podcasts link up and shit. You know what I'm saying? So off rip, I wanted to just talk about podcasting and just, you know, in pursuit of it and when you go through it. How many uh, interviews via podcast have you done so far in total? And over All right, what so span? like just regular sit-down shows like this, I think we're up to like 140. God. Mm. And what time including, span? Including the events, including event episodes and exclusive content. I think that's another 40. That's another 40. And then if you add Candy Canisations, that's another 20. So we're over 200. 200 pieces of audio out there on the internet Mm. for you guys to all enjoy. I've matriculated them all throughout the internet. We're on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Stay ready podcast, stay ready pod. It should pop up. Candid Canisations. Uh, that's not gonna pop up, but you can follow that on IG. But candid, all the candid Canisations are on Stay Ready. The Stay Ready um, uh, feeds. They just say Candid Canisations, so it's really easy to you know tell which one's which. And what's up with that? I really <coughs> couldn't get it. I couldn't figure it out. Like, so basically, Candid Canisations is a sister pod. It's under the Stay Ready Pod umbrella. Uh, I, I executive produced that. I host it. Um, basically, that's our cannabis side of things. You know, mm-hmm. we have a cannabis sponsor, a hemp sponsor, Oak City Hemp. Um, and we use that as a tool to interview people in the hemp and cannabis industry. Mm. So it's more of like, that's more of like a niche pod. You feel yeah, me? Yeah. Whereas Stay Ready is all encompassing. Candid Canisations is going to have a theme. It's going to be cannabis related, hemp related. Mm. So you know some dispensary owners. I definitely need I that. know many dispensary owners, I know <laughs> growers. I know cultivators, I know processors, I know people in the hemp and cannabis industry. <laughs> now, here's my theory on CBD. What's happening? CBD. I've noticed that more CBD stores are being thrown up left and right. In the Cannabidiol city. is what he's talking about. Cannabidiol. Is there some in-depth explanation to that shit that's separated from the tree flower? So... In cannabis, you have cannabinoids, right? Hundreds of cannabinoids, uh-huh. right? THC is the active ingredient, the one that makes you, that's a psychoactive one that gets you high. That's why we're smoking this. You know, <clears throat> fuck with your head and shit. You extract that, yeah. you're left with the cannabinoid, cannabidiol, CBD. Yeah. For sure, because nobody wants to say that shit all the time. Cannabidiol. So. Yeah, and that's more for your body. That's more. That's gonna give you all the healing properties of the plant, without the psychoactive. I mean, ha. Without yeah, that's it. 
I had a girl break that down to me the same way, mm-hmm. but she just didn't have a scientific breakdown to it. So, I mean, shit, neither do I. I just, nah, I get paid shit was like now. very like educational. Hey, man, shit. listen, <laughs> ambassadors, stay ready on y'all motherfucking ass. I'm trying to tell y'all in this state, in this city, I'm going to be known as a nigga that y'all think of when it comes to hemp and cannabis, all of that shit. You want to mm-hmm. talk about it, you want to know about it, you want to buy it, not the cannabis, don't. We don't, we don't sell <laughs> weed. You know what I'm saying? But we got these peas. Hey, listen, it's harvest season coming up, big dog. I'm trying to tell you, we got peas on deck. Uh, we got anything on deck. We got hempies on deck. We can supply your dispensary. Mm. Uh, you know, I do this shit. Holla at me. Now, with the cannabidiol mm-hmm. dispensaries that's being thrown up all around the that's city. pretty good, too. Oh, man. I, I'm slow, but when I pick it up, I'm like a, a Pro Bowl quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So... Now, the cannabidiol stores that open up all around the cities. My theory on them shits is that they're being in place for when they legalize weed. Like, these people are just setting up shop for when they legalize weed. That's my. That's just my quick theory on it. I mean... To become again, dispensers. Okay, okay, again, mutual exclusivity. So, you're not wrong. Like, ultimately, you're right just because... If you have a dispensary and then cannabis becomes legal, cool. You're already yeah, a step ahead of everybody yeah. else. All right, yeah. cool. But I would say, I would uh, my retort to that would be, I think that you're seeing them pop up so frequently because there's actually a lane for it. Whether people want to acknowledge it or not, CBD, hemp, uh, and, and the like are, it's a booming industry mm-hmm. across the country. And regionally, specifically in this region, more specifically in this city and the surrounding, it's a booming industry in that capacity as well. Um, So it's not so much that, it's not strictly that they're having an eye on the future of, hey, when cannabis becomes legal, this is, you know, this is what we're going to be doing, so fuck this CBD shit for real. No, they're really about this, they're really about selling you the allure of this CBD shit because there's a lane for it. Um, And I worded that the way I did because not all of these people... Um, are knowledgeable about the plant, give that much of a fuck about the plant or the healing properties of it, don't really care where their product is grown, where mm-hmm. they purchase it from, as long as they have it in stock and on demand to give to you, yeah. and you give them money back, that's all they care about. Uh, uh, yeah, and that's yeah. a very dangerous thing when you're dealing with something that people already don't know that much about. There's a lot of ignorance in the air about CBD and the like, and when you have so many little microwave pop-up organizations and ventures jumping out, giving you these little colorful packets of bullshit, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's how the industry fucks around and gets a bad name. So, with all that being said, man, fuck with your boys at Oak City Hemp. We grow that shit ourselves right here in the state. Uh, it's all up to code, 0.3 or less TAC, but we got seven different strains. They potent as fuck. We do this shit. Shout out to the Photo Falcon. Shout out D. Evans. You feel me? Uh, and shout out Oak City Hemp, man. Um, huh. how do you feel about CBD as a whole? Cause you just got very passionate. Now I got lost in the in the rent. Yeah, you was passionate about CBD or about bud. I mean both of them. But I'm see this is the thing. I, I really it's a lane. Like I'm making money off this hemp shit, so uh. it's a lane for it. I'm telling you, like, <laughs> listen to me now. Believe me later, bro. It's a lane for this shit. Like it's. There's people out here, it's the reason that they popping up everywhere. They wouldn't pop up everywhere if motherfuckers wasn't buying this shit. They wasn't intrigued. You know what I'm saying? On a, a like, okay, my grandfather, who was, he who never smoked anything in his life, right? Right. Um, 
<laughs> he swears by it now because I've got him taking the oil. He takes oil three times a day. Yeah. He loves hemp tea, and he loves the topical salve that it has. Um, mm-hmm. That they have, you rub it on your skin wherever you have pain, um, and it targets your endocannabinoid system in that localized area, and it's going to allow you to, your cells to reach homeostasis. Like that's the whole point of CBD. Like that's the whole point of all of this shit. So I'm passionate about it only because I know people personally that use it and it works for them, yeah. especially when it's quality product. Yeah. And then aside from that, it shouldn't be legal. Our rights shouldn't be infringed upon in that capacity by the government or anybody else. Mm. Is what it is, and cannabis. I feel the exact same way. I just understand that in this area of the country, you gotta take baby steps. You know what I'm saying? Right now, we gotta fight to keep smokable hemp. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? We gotta fight to keep that. Once we can uh, keep that and understand that that's not the devil and all this other bullshit, then we can move to cannabis. But it's gotta be baby steps. So, side question. Mm-hmm. Um, another theory I had: weed gets legalized nationally tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Would North Carolina have some of the best trees that grow just based off of the soils we have? It's possible. It's probable, honestly. Yeah. Um, we could do it. You know what I'm saying? That could be something we could take pride in. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think we could do it, certainly. I think we'd have some primo bud here in the, in the state. You know, you got the mountains. Exactly. You've got the, uh, you've got the triad area, that whole Durham area where exactly. we already have farms exactly. that are growing hemp. Um, and then everywhere in between, you know. I'm interested to see what the coastal plains will pull up with, what they, what kind, of, what kind of, what kind of bud they could grow if exactly. they could. <laughs> if you could, yeah. Yeah. Um, you have this podcast. It's been going for how long? Ooh, so we just celebrated our two-year anniversary on September 20th. Congrats. September 20th, 2019 was two years of Stay Ready. Um, very excited to say that. Uh, and looking back, I, I did a little bit of reflecting on the anniversary. And, you know, we, we accomplished a lot in two years, I think. Um, over 200 episodes. I met a multitude of individuals, interviewed a multitude of individuals, um, you know, ranging from all different backgrounds, all different success levels, all different kinds of stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like if I were to stop doing this shit tomorrow, yeah. there would be a void in the city. Like mm. that's how I feel. So it's a good feeling. Like it's a good feeling to feel like I got something in the city that people look forward to. Talk that and, and shit. Wanna, and want to be on. Like people ask me to be on the show. People inboxes full of people trying to you know get interviews and get people on other people interviews and and you know, it's a good feeling. But it's also a good feeling to understand that I can't do all of those. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, it's yeah. just not doable. Um, I'm a I'm a busy person as Stay Ready is currently constructed, and I, I'm proud to say that. Now I am, and I hate it being a creative because maybe I'm not a creative because I'm very analytical. Mm-hmm. I care too much. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? As a podcaster to another podcaster to any potential podcasters listening mm. how the fuck do you grow your audience because I, I, I I'm at a standstill I mean, content share marketing and marketing is multifaceted making yourself available at events I talk to you about this all the time <laughs> yeah, yeah I talk to this about with the ugly garments unlimited guys all the time shout out 
I talked to this about all of these these aspiring rappers that talk to me want me to, to give them a leg up because they feel like I'm plugged in in some capacity. Yeah. You have to make yourself available. You ask me why I'm not going to make Stay Ready come out once a week because I don't have once a week worth of content. I uh. just I don't. And I'm not that's not just me saying that. Honestly, based on what I've told you, do I have once a week content? I can't nah. do it. I, I I'll be robbing my my listeners. I'll be robbing myself of too much of content. There's yeah. I don't know who people want to listen to. Yeah, the yeah, more yeah. shit you put out with people, more different people, their audiences are gonna want to hear them at least. So at least at the very least, they're gonna if it's an interview and an event, and I've got eight different people, they're gonna at least fast forward to their person, listen to their person. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, then cool, I've got your attention at least up until your person goes, right? Mm -hmm. If it's a standalone interview, I know you're gonna listen to the whole thing because that's your friend or family or whatever. And the more of those I do, that's the more people I'm touching. And if they happen to like the way I kick my shit, I might have just got a fan. That's how you grow your audience. Yeah. Content, marketing, get yourself out here. Be at these events. Be, be, a, be a person, not a personality, but like hopefully you're, if you're on a mic every day, hopefully you can talk to people in a public, in a public yeah, yeah. setting, yeah. in a way that's engaging and endearing enough for them to want to see what else you're talking about later. Yeah, yeah. That's how you grow your audience. I'm still working on this every day, but that's what I do every day. How do you balance that between work, finance, management, and normal life? Be tired. That's it. Sometimes you're just going to be tired. Because I edit. The editing part is what gets you tired. So, like, nobody works. Well, some people do work all day. Yeah. But, like, you know, if you work and get off at a reasonable time just know that your, your events usually going to be in the afternoon so they don't conflict and then always schedule your interviews in the afternoon and then it's up to you when you want to edit them that's why sometimes shit doesn't come out as soon as it's supposed to and I might drop some shit four episodes in a row mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying so you know it's just you, you balance it how it happens bro it's got to be organic you know don't run yourself ragged but <laughs> I got what I what I, I used to run into I used to have to like get out two or three episodes a week and I used to run myself ragged doing that. And I'm trying to work and do this and edit and all of that. And then, you know, you just have a, like a, a personal life. Huh? It's just, it was hard to do. So I took that pressure off myself to drop every week. And I feel better. Life got easier as, as, a, as an, a producer and a host and everything else. Mm -hmm. And I still drop something every week. Yeah. You feel me? I just took that pressure off myself to do it. Like, if I didn't have something this week, it's cool. Even if I did have something and I didn't finish it and I didn't I didn't finish the, the what I was supposed to do or whatever, the editing, and nothing, and nothing come out, it's cool. Whereas I used to just be sick about it. You know what I'm saying? I stay up. You know what I'm saying? Get it done. Hurting myself. Being tired. There's just like, there's no reason for that. You know what I'm saying? There's no reason to do it. So, you know. But, like I said, if you say for the aspiring people, have good content, get it out there, and then make yourself available. What's the most disappointing you've been with a podcast? Like an episode? Yeah. Like the most dis disappointed I was with a guest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just like the most fucked up thing they did to you when they got there or some shit. Um, never that. None of, none of, nothing ever like malicious. I've never had any like overly contentious moments on the pod. Oh, wait. Well, hold on. Hmm. I've got a couple for you. Fuck it. I just, I just, I, I went, I, I, I went a different couple ways in my brain. Okay, so, uh, one time I was disappointed. A guy hit me with a switcheroonie. I was supposed to interview this one guy, 
and I had a whole rundown for him, and I knew him, uh, and I was gonna do it because I fucked with him. And then we're we're sitting at the fresh shop, and a totally different person comes in, right? Uh, and he's you know looking for stay ready, and, and he's like, I'm such and such, such and such sent me, and I'm like, huh? And he's like, yeah. He didn't tell you da 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 about the interview da da da. I was like, oh. So basically, he was just trying to put his boy on, get him some free pub. You know what I'm saying? Mm. To which I would have either said yes or no about if you'd have told me off the muscle. You know what I'm saying? You you know I don't I didn't know this guy. Yeah. And then in hindsight, you know this guy's and oh I love what you're doing, man. I love what you're doing here. Da 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 da. Um, you know. After the interview's over, he's like, you know, man, I'm starting my own podcast. And da, 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 da. It's during the interview too, you know, you know, any game you can give me, da, 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 you know. So I gave him some game, all of your shit, da 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 da. Starts his pod. He was supposed to interview me first, and he never interviewed me, never reached out, none of that shit. Like, mm. Yeah, so I was a little disappointed in that. I was a little disappointed one time at one of these events. Actually, in the episode that I played you, I was talking to this bird, and uh, uh, hmm, I was just disappointed in her birdness, like. I don't know. This was before all that Jermaine Dupree shit. He's free said all that. This was like a year ago. And I was just like, I mean, she was acting like she's this big star and she had her, some girl come over and like prep me, like like ask me a bunch of questions and shit. Like, you know, what are we, what are you going to talk about? Yeah, what are you yeah, going to ask yeah, her? Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I didn't mean that serious. I'm like, yo, she ain't got to come over here. Right. That's what I told her. I mean, like, I was like, yo, she, she don't have to come over here. Like, I'm just going, I was going to interview her just to, Get her some more. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just get her out here. Let people know who she is. I don't really look. Yeah. I'm not gonna ask her anything outrageous. I say, is there something you don't want me to ask her? She's like, oh no, no, we're just. I'm just trying to manage. Like, oh yeah, no. Nah, I mean, so whatever. And then she comes over, and it's just like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I don't want to be too mean, but I don't know. It's just like, I literally just thought of like Tweety Bird in her head, just fl- fluttering around <laughs> on surreal shit. Like, she didn't rap about nothing, but. Her pussy and not and leaving niggas on red, <laughs> and she kind of acted. She kind of acted like that. Like she act like you. She acted. She's. She acted like you thought she was cute, and she wanted nothing to do with you. Mm. And it's just like sweetheart. It's. It couldn't be the further thing. Like you. You really should humble yourself. Your music sucks. So you should at least be a nice person to talk to. Mm. And that. So that disappointed me. You know that she was like that because it kind of just made me disappointed yeah for her gender <laughs> and race uh but anyway she's the artist in charlotte nah she's from atlanta okay, so it, okay. it, she she's like i said i was just it was just interesting um apparently she got a little push i don't know yeah. and then so and then i was disappointed one time talking to this house nigga this is the most contentious moment i've ever had on stay ready i think i've seen the captions on mm-hmm. yeah Talk to this house nigga at an event. Yes, basically, please. take your time and break this down. Basically, uh, on Twitter or IG, I think it was no IG. This guy, I seen him on. He's a, he he followed the pod, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, here you go. He followed the pod, and um, so you know when you follow people, you can see sometimes look, their their comments will be at the top of different things if you if you guys share the same uh, mutual like like for whatever the thing is so for this thing it was house of highlights mm-hmm. so like you know a bunch of my friends probably like house highlights whatever so he commented on the shit and it was this, it was when russell westbrook and that that fan got into it you know what i'm saying um oh yeah down in utah mm-hmm. okay it was that and then it was before that it was when the little boy 
had, had touched him or some shit. And Russell turned around and told the kid, like, you know, you shouldn't touch people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and he yeah, told yeah, his yeah, dad, yeah. like, you know, you shouldn't let your kid touch people. Da, 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 da. Right, right. Right. So the dude basically said some shit to the effect of, you know, why is it always what's for Westbrook? You know what I'm saying? He's such a terrible person and role model. Da, 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 da. Uh, he needs to check himself. All this other shit, like all this, all this, all this bullshit, right? Yeah, yeah. And so basically, we just started getting into it about that, and I could just tell by his responses, and it is just funny. I could tell by his responses. I was like, "Bro, you like white bitches." <laughs> I said, so I said that shit. I, you know, I'm just being a dick at this point. I was like, "Man, you know what I'm saying? Go talk to Barbara about this shit or Becky yeah, or whatever yeah, the fuck yeah, I said." Yeah. Fucked around, clicked on the nigga page. Damn show sure he got I mean just love white bitch, you know what I'm saying? About to marry a white woman, all this other shit. Whatever. Yeah. It's funny as shit in the world, right? But I knew I was talking to a house nigga. Like I just knew I hate the way his whole comment was, the first one that, that got my attention and made me want to respond. I'm like, bro, first of all, cause my whole point was, first of all, Russell Westbrook don't owe these people shit. Mm-hmm. If he wanna tell that fan that called him a nigga to sit the fuck down, mm-hmm. he should be able to do that. Or whatever mm-hmm. I didn't give like I'm like, yo, fuck all that other shit. Like Yeah. Control yourself, you exactly. feel me? And then I said with the little boy, I don't give none. I don't give a fuck about that. He ain't touched that little boy. He told the little boy, "You shouldn't touch people. Yeah. How you doing? You shouldn't touch people." And he <laughs> looked at the dad and said, "How you doing? You shouldn't let your kid touch people." Yeah. The fuck's the problem? You feel me? Yeah. What the fuck is? Why you got such a big problem with it? Why you so mad? I was, why does this upset you so much? It's always Russell Westbrook. He always <laughs> has a problem with authority. And I'm like, bro. You said you listen to what you saying. Listen to what you saying, bro. First of all, you're you're completely in your feelings about somebody who doesn't care if you live or die, right? Yeah. So I usually hate having these conversations about athletes and sports and all that shit. I don't get into like these really passionate arguments anymore about sports and the like because I came to understand a few years ago, like, bro, these motherfucking people don't give a fuck about us at all. Like they don't know if we exist. They don't give a fuck if we got their jersey on. They don't give a fuck if we talking about them. At the end of the day, there's a guaranteed portion of their salaries that they're going to get. And I noticed this about, about you in the first episode. What's that? When I tried to ask about sports, you diverted very quickly. It's not. It's not. I'll talk. No, don't, don't get this. I will talk about sports. I love sports. I I used to be I used to be able to win all those arguments anyway. Yeah. yeah. Just because I love sports, you know and I can sports, still talk yeah. to you intelligently about sports. We can talk about anything you want to talk about. I promise. I'm with the shit. We can talk about sports. I promise. Yeah. I'm just telling you, like, I don't get. I know fans. I know how fans get. I know how fans think. I know how fans act. Like, yeah. I'm not a fan in that capacity. Yeah, like, yeah, I love yeah, sports. Okay, I, get what you're I love to yeah, play yeah. sports. I love to watch sports. Somebody I who love got their mind set on a certain person yeah. or a team. I love sports. You can't get through to them and shit. Yeah. And I'm not that guy. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. never was that guy. Yeah. Uh, even though I have certain certain quote unquote diehard allegiances, right? Yeah. I'm still not that person. Uh, that's gonna be like. I'll stop talking to you. Like I, I, bro, I, I'm telling you. Like if you start doing all that fanboy shit, I will stop talking to you. Like I'm not, cause I don't. I know. I know. At the end of the day, there's no communicating with the. You're just gonna be, man. Look, I'm telling you, bro, bro. This, that, the third, nigga. I'm not trying to hear none of that. Like this, yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. the shit always. Go. I'm yeah. not trying to do that. I'm. Yeah. Why do I need to get that stressed out about some yeah. niggas? Cause if, if you stop and you say, okay, does LeBron know we're having this conversation right now? Does he care? Nope. Does anybody that knows LeBron know we're having this conversation nope. right now? Are we going to get any bread for this? Nope. Is anybody watching this shit? Is anybody being entertained by this shit? Nope. Nothing. I'm stressing myself out about niggas that don't know I exist to a nigga that I don't even know or give a fuck about. Yep. 
You used to do this shit at sports bars, barbershops, all that shit. Like, I'll talk about sports, but we can talk about the shit. I'll yeah. jump in a little sports conversation at the barbershop a little bit, and I'll jump out. Soon as niggas start, oh, that bird just cut my hair, my nigga. I'm, <laughs> I'm chilling. You feel me? But I'm we can talk about sports, but I'm telling you, we can talk about whatever you want. <laughs> I got to ask you, you around the city a lot. What's happening? The fucking Panthers. Yeah. Cam Newton. Yeah. How, oh, man, I'm glad you... Oh, see, sometimes... I'm, I really should be the sports guy, bro. I'm trying to tell you, as a sniper, I would have built the Hornets a winner a long time ago. I would have drafted them a winner a long time who, ago. Who, who, who and, couldn't and miss the Panthers, I would have drafted, drafted the Hornets a winner a long time ago. I mean, the Panthers a winner a long time ago. Uh, All right, so listen. So We've been mid-range in a while. We've been mid-range. I'm telling you, I could have drafted the, Horn, the Panthers a winner a long time ago. Go ahead. The last time, the Panthers were good, right? Mm-hmm. Last time, Cam Newton was good. And I'm not talking about last year, not... When you know he had a good completion percentage, last time and all the that. team was established, yeah, 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 like before he got hurt and all that shit. You know, he went 15 and one, uh, and then they won a few games the next year, and then Michael Orr got hurt. Yeah, and when Michael Orr got hurt, things changed, life changed dramatically <laughs> for the Panthers. I don't know if people were paying attention to this. Yeah, uh, Cam Newton started getting his brain beaten in. See, people don't understand, mm. like, it, people, people like to acknowledge certain things. But not acknowledge everything, you feel me? Yeah. So, or they'll acknowledge certain things when they're, you know, trying to make a certain argument. So, it's cool and cute to talk about the the lack of weapons Cam has had his whole career and the lack of weapons he had when he took the team to the Super Bowl. It's cute to talk about that when you want to talk about how great the Panthers are and how good Cam Newton is and all that. Because uh, we didn't. He had a monkey wrench, a sack of pliers, a fucking humidifier. He took that to the Super Bowl. Like, I think Ted yeah. Ginn was on the team. Yeah. Philly Brown, Jason yeah. Avant, mm-hmm. uh, Jericho Cotchery. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Trash people, pe- people like that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He Couple took that to... Those were his receivers. He took those to the Super Bowl. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. What, what happened that year was he was kept upright. He had time to make decisions. Ted Ginn had time to run really fast down the football field and either catch the football or not catch the football. <laughs> yeah. It was very 50-50 that year, yeah, yeah. even though we went 15-1, and one, yeah. right? Cam Newton didn't forget how to play fucking quarterback. He's getting his brain beaten in because we're not protecting him. He's played with one and a half good left tackles in his career. Michael Ward was the good one, and Jordan, Jordan Gross, Gross was the half yep. because he was nearing the end of his career, yep. and he and was solid. Cam was coming up. Yep. He was kind of solid, but he was, you know, we had to get them the fuck up out of there and get somebody better. The Panthers have shown an inability to build and sustain a quality offensive line. Cam Newton is I've not. Cam Newton is not unlike any other quarterback on the planet. These Panther fans and these Carolina fans are just so simple. They're yeah. very simple. They're, these Carolina fans are so simple. And I'm a Carolina Panthers fan, right? Okay. But I'm acknowledging yeah. that the fandom as a whole, it's simple. It's a very simple-minded uh, fan base. They're very fleeting in their emotions. You know, they they love Kyle Allen right now. It yeah, was very predictable. You should have uh, seen the work locker room. It's and, and it's ter- and it's and it's terrible because it's how quickly you forget. They still don't have a fucking left tackle. Nope. So it's only a matter of time for Kyle Allen to get fucked up. Arizona's not good. Yeah. That's not a good football team. Bro, I That's said not a the good same It's not shit. a good defense. He wasn't playing against Patrick Peterson. Exactly. Patrick Peterson suspended, right? Their their defense isn't good. Exactly. So we're going to see. We're going to see because the the defense, I mean the offensive line that I've been seeing, the left tackle that I saw play against the Buccaneers was going to get Cam Newton killed. Yeah. You feel me? And he has been since Michael Orr got hurt. So, what I'm saying to the people, basically what I'm saying, you said you talked to me about the Panthers. 
you know, they're always going to feel an okay defense. It's okay. Uh, I think that this was the wrong year for them to run to go through a 3-4. Because Switch they, to a 3-4? Yeah, they have excellent D tackles to play in a 4-3, but I guess they don't really have the ends they for it. Switch so. to a 3-4, damn. So, they're always going to feel an okay defense. But like I said, until we address, and, and it's fucked up because now, I can see the writing on the wall. Cam's gonna end up being the scapegoat unless he really comes back strong, and I hope he come back strong because yeah. it's not, it's not, it's not necessarily him. Cam, all I, I don't understand how motherfuckers forget the book on Cam Newton. All of a sudden, he always miss niggas. Like he always, you know, he always was, you know, kind of hit or miss with the passing or 50/50. whatever. Not, not even fifty fifty. Like Cam Listen, can throw. Cam he can hot, he hot. Cam can make pinpoint accurate fucking throws. His problem sometimes is he need to take some heat off that motherfucker sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Because he just, you know, because it's like a, it's a little layup pass. He'll try to he gun that shit in there. And it's, and it's and it's like eight yards down the field. Well, no, it, the pass will be like 20 yards down the field, but he'll fire a laser and the laser will be off target. Like if the laser was on target, it's cool. But if you put a, a good ball out there that's not super hard, maybe the receiver can have time to adjust to it. But if it's a laser and it's off, it's... It's over their head. I can't do anything about it. So he's always been like that, though. Yeah, yeah. That's never been an issue if we're winning games. Like, that's fine. Because you know he's going to make – he makes – when it's time to make throws, that nigga makes throws. Like, I don't know why people act like he don't make throws. He can make throws. You got to get a nigga time. Get a nigga time to stand up and look around a little bit. <laughs> you watch these other quarterbacks that can't move and run at all, they protect these motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. They protect them. Yeah. They protect them. And the teams that don't, they pay for it, like Andrew Luck. And Deshaun Watson, they're going to fucking get him killed. Oh, wait, they traded for Laramie Tunsil. Yep. You have to put somebody, you got to protect these niggas, bro. I don't understand how niggas forget how football works. Yeah. If your left tackle's you not good yeah. and you got a right-handed quarterback, you hustling backwards. And that's what we're working with right now. Ever since Michael Orr got hurt, you can look it up, they've been trash. So who the left tackle, Daryl Williams? And he's been getting destroyed. Hey, he was and he's supposed to be up, a beast. He's coming off a knee injury. Yeah, he is. I remember we drafted him. It's not how the real real world works, bro. You need to invest. Look at the Dallas Cowboys offensive line. Top. If you gave Cam Newton that offensive line, you think he'd be, there would be any questions about anything? He might be able to play another 8 to 10. Protect the man. He didn't forget how to play football. Nigga didn't forget how to throw touchdowns and shit. Like, I, I know this for a fact. Like, come on now. The rest of it is just football. You know, niggas got to catch the ball, drop passes, yada, yada, yada. Well, the good Why don't you give him give him a real number one receiver and an O-line and then talk to me about Cam Newton? Because I've seen him do, historically, since he's been in the league, he's done the most with the least since he's been in the league. Who's had worse weapons since Cam Newton's been in the league till right now? Who's had what now? Worse weapons, offensive weapons. Well, keeping in mind that he just got all these toys in the last year. Worst weapons. Jacksonville always has. Is there any standard? Does any starting quarterback weapons? Worst. Since Cam been in the league, year to year, this nigga's always had the worst receiving quarter. And I'm not counting Greg Olson because he's not a receiver. You might be right. I would say Kansas City up until the last two years, but yeah, you might be right. Yeah. You're right. Everybody has had at least a starting receiver over the last three to five seasons. Had a starting to up to Pro Bowl caliber receiver. 
We haven't had shit since number two was Steve Smith number ball. two was Tom Brady. Number two. Yep. But that's how they run their system, though. I'm just saying. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm just being objective. Number two was Tom Brady. Yeah. He says Seattle and the Eagles. Eagles receivers been good. Eagles receivers been good. Bravo. Nah, but it, it hasn't been steady though. It hasn't been steady. That's what I was thinking. That's why I said Kansas City too. Bruh. They haven't been like you you haven't had a true starting one there. Deshaun Jackson played for the Eagles. He been gone for about four years. And he was there. Cam been in the league about nine years. I said Cam oh, whole yeah, career. Yeah, 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 I said yeah, the whole yeah, career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's yeah. had worse weapons? I can't even think back past four, five years. I though. can. Uh, yeah, I can't even think back. You got it. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the photo pocket, man. That's my dog. What it do? Yeah, man. We are. We were talking about you, bro. I, I told him. You know what I'm saying I'm proud to know somebody who's actively taking pictures with the hottest rapper in the world. But he been bought it. You feel me? I made sure to put the the exclamation and the asterisks on there. But he been bought it. Like this ain't no just because he the hottest rapper in the world type shit. Like that's my dog, man. Shout out to the photo falcon, bro. Best nigga doing this shit. Yes, sir. If you got your money right, tap in. If you don't, just double tap the pictures. Shouts to the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was saying, I was trying to cut in earlier when you was on your little uh, rant. Um, I said that uh, at least the Panthers have everything else established for right now. All they have to do is focus on O-line in the draft for the next two to three seasons. But will it be too late by then? That's when you. That's when the court of public opinion comes in. That's when these simple ass Panther fans come in. Do right. their voices really matter? Yeah, if do you we get have these, the time? If you get these dumbass people what they want, they're gonna get Cam up out of here. They are. And then they're gonna realize, oh shit, you know, <laughs> I'm all for drafting real competition for this nigga. Yeah. But if y'all really think Kyle Allen is like is that deal, y'all smoking a bunch of dick. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> so I'm all for like if y'all in a spot to get somebody for real, like, and it's gonna light a fire up under Cam mass or get him up out of here, or whatever. Cool. You find you a Dak, you find you a Russell Wilson, cool. Kyle Allen ain't that dude, so we're not going to worry about that. But in the meantime, get a real receiver, like a bigger one. Mm-hmm. Then those other receivers just become even better. Curtis yeah. Samuel and DJ Moore just become even better. If they can one. become the two and three, we'd have an elite squad. Boom. <gasps> yeah. And then you get a lineman, and now you got a football team. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Look what we're doing over here. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, it, and it sounds so simple, and, but it's been so hard for them to do this. Yeah. And you're wasting the prime years of a great Damn. athlete. Yep. While other teams are doing exactly this. Ben Roethlisberger, they've solidified that left tackle position. Yeah, yeah. He don't go nowhere. Phillip Rivers ain't running for his life. Mm. Drew Brees not running for his life. DeMar Dotson ain't making Jameis Winston run for his life. Get a left tackle. He never had one. Get a left tackle at a number one and holla at me. Damn. Jameis Winston bum ass got Mike Tom, Mike Evans and a left tackle. And a right tackle. So what happened with Michael Orr? He got hurt. Concussions. Oh, so he had to retire. He had to retire. Damn. And they never replaced him. Damn. Fuck that season up. And I'm thinking, okay, well, now you know. Get a nut. Oh, yeah. we're going to rebuild from within. We've got them on the lineup. But no, the fuck you don't. And we did let them niggas just build up. We've been having the same bum-ass linemen for years. They don't work. Uh-huh. They don't work. When don't you gave the boy a left tackle, he didn't lose any football games. Except for one. And then the Super Bowl. Yeah. How you feel about that Super Bowl, though? I mean, Did I you feel, feel like it was rigged? Bruh, I feel like 
Jericho Cotri dropped three passes, and he didn't drop any passes all year. Like Mike Tolbert fumbled the fuck out of a football that he shouldn't have fumbled. I feel like we had a multitude of drops before you even get to Cam running from his life from Von Miller and Demarcus Ware, <laughs> and or or that fumble that people want to talk about all the time. People don't want to hold the team accountable for real. Yeah, Cam threw some dimes, first downs that would have won us football games mm-hmm. or won us the football game, right? Yeah, drop, Cotchery. Drop, Cotchery. Uh. Fumble, Mike Tolbert. This is football, ladies and gentlemen. This ain't Cam Newton versus the Broncos. This ain't your favorite player versus your the other team. Bitch, this is one whole team. Yeah. If y'all dropping footballs on third and ten, and I throw you one as a dime for 15 or 20 or a touchdown, catch the football. Yeah. Because if you don't, my simple-minded fandom is going to talk about me. <laughs> No. No. You better post up in front of Panther Stadium. I watched the game, bro. I watched the game for real, bro. Like, I, I, I'm sorry. Like, that Super Bowl, you watch that shit again, you be like, oh, he dropped that. Oh, he dropped that? Oh, he dropped that? Y'all wilding the fuck out. Like, catch the goddamn football and we can win the game. If you don't catch the football, if you catch the football, maybe your quarterback's not getting sacked on the next play trying to make up yardage that you should have had. Now he's not going to fumble because he's not going to get hit because you caught the fucking football. Mm. <laughs> Every It's like a butterfly effect in football, bro. If yeah. I throw you a first down and you drop it, all right, cool, that's fine. If I come back the next play and throw a pick, now we're ass out. Yeah. We never That might have never happened if you catch the football. Because yeah. now we're switching up the game plan on the that's next first down. That's how football works, yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. It's a butterfly. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. I watch the game for real, bro. Yeah. Now switching gears, real Chuck, quick. <laughs> you asshole. Chuck said Kyle Allen the savior. No, bro. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. All right, we gonna we gonna. I hope, like you I believe said, in Kyle Allen for real. Man, listen, bro. Nah, he being a dickhead. Oh, okay. Uh, All right, what up, Chuck? So look, bro. This, Kyle, listen, bro. <laughs> First of all, we're due for a win. We're not a terrible football team. Uh, you switch up the game plan. You're gonna get it out of his hands. You know what I'm saying? You're playing against a defense again, featuring no real pass rush. And no Patrick Peterson. I'm not I'm not that guy that's going to jump over the moon and press. I'm happy they got a win. I'm really happy they got their – like, as an offensive player, you need to get your rocks off, bro. Like, you yeah. got to see the end zone. You got to see some first downs. You got to whoop somebody's ass, bro. They needed to do that. I'm happy they got that out of their system, but I didn't see no changes at the offensive line position. Mm-hmm. So when we play a better team with a better pass rush, we're going to see. Hopefully I'm wrong, but I, I didn't see nothing that's going to make me wrong in the last few years. Our, our our tackle situation is not what it needs to be. Kyle Allen, 6'3", 210 pounds, mm-hmm. born and raised from Scottsdale, Arizona. That's what's up. Uh, undrafted quarterback college, Houston. He, he didn't get drafted. No, sir. He didn't get drafted. Signed uh, with the Panthers 2018. What was the last Houston game you saw? Me? Yeah. When the last time you seen Houston on national TV winning games, whooping people ass? Okay. So you went undrafted from a school that don't play nobody and don't win no games. And I saw him suck donkey dick all preseason. He comes in, wins a game, and I'm supposed to get rid of the actual quarterback of the team. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. 
Texas A&M 2014. As a true freshman in 2014, Allen completed, oh, my bad, competed with Kenny Hill before the season for the starting quarterback position. Mm -hmm. Hill would win the job with Allen, appearing in games as a backup. Mm -hmm. After the team lost three straight in October, the uh, competition was open again prior to the games against Louisiana Monroe, and Allen won the starting quarterback position. Cool. That's what's up. Chuck said he was the number one quarterback out of high school. That's what. That's what's up. So, so this basically, like I said, uh, <laughs> like, like, like I said, bro, I, I'm not, I'm not rolling. Uh, all that shit's cute. He won a game. That's what's up. I'm happy that as a, as a person that likes the team, I'm happy we won the game. I'm not like, oh, Cal Allen, you suck. I just, I feel like, you know, who, who we play next? I don't even know. I don't but know uh, I know I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and set the table straight. I don't know if who who the fuck listening out there, but I am a Panthers fan. Yeah, I I, I am still rolling with Cam. Bro, I don't know what the fuck y'all going after one game. Man, look, but, been, uh, so look, my my stay ready sniper is on on the line, and he could he would he he could tell me if I'm lying. Quite literally, for years, I've pinpointed the problem. I haven't said, man, you guys need to draft linemen. You guys need to protect. It. I pinpointed it quite literally when Michael Orr stopped playing football for yeah. the Panthers. Mm. We started losing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been since the Super Bowl game. We didn't get any better receiver. We got better receivers. Yeah. We 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 didn't nothing, not too much of shit changed. Nah. We got a better running back. We got better stuff. We got better stuff and we're still not winning. You know why? Because all them little bells and whistles and shit that you put on your car, it don't really matter if your engine not good. Yep. You can put all them hydraulics and shit. We got some good hydraulics. That white boy, Christian McCaffrey, that's some hydraulics right there. Because that white boy, he the shit. You feel me? But without the engine, his white ass doing all that jumping around and shit. It look good. That jumping around look good. But if your car can't actually go nowhere, you fuck. I'm not impressed by him in the open field. Christian McCaffrey's good, bro. He nice. Don't get it fucked up. He's good, bro. But when he has the opening, he good. Bro. And it's time to press that go. He good, bro. That I'm some real shit. That white boy can run. I've never, <laughs> I've never seen somebody that's five eight that runs with high knees. And but shit. he ain't five eight. I don't know what he is. But he's he six runs, feet. He runs high knees. You ever seen him run? Bro, he good. That nigga. He he little, but he bigger than you think he is. Like he about a good five eleven with it, and he two hundred and some change. He about 215 with it, 220. He running, running. He was running. He made me a believer uh, a year or so ago. Like uh, He did. He had one play. He ran away from, I can't remember who the fuck it was, but he was. I was like, this white boy is gone. Yeah. My phone lit up, too. Because I was like, you know, when they drafted him, I was like, man, nah. O-line. Nah, I wanted a DN. I wanted a DN pretty bad. Who 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 in the draft that year you won? I can't remember who it was. It was either Everett that went to the Eagles, which I'm glad they guess they didn't get, even though he's not bad, helped him win the Super Bowl. Um, or uh, it was somebody else. But it was a couple of good players. It was some good players there. Uh, but I mean, in hindsight, it was really not a bad pick. Like he good as nah, fuck. Nah, not for eight. Um, he good. He good as hell, bro. I've been trying to switch gears for ten minutes. What's happening? You said you could be a GM for the Hornets. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Oh, Go my ahead God. And hit that break. Bro, down. I would have been. So, okay, so, first of all, it's too late. Like, I would have had Giannis on the team. I can tell oh you, I, I would have had Giannis on the team. I, I seen swear to God. Giannis at the draft. I said, T get him. I had. I would have had Giannis on the team. Off the, I would have had Giannis. I, I would have had Giannis on the team. That's not the muscle. I would have had, had Devin Booker. Last year, I would have had, um, what's his face? Uh, Donovan Mitchell. 
Mm. I was on the Donovan Mitchell train early. Like, as soon as the draft started, I was the draft process started. As soon as the college season and the draft process started, me and Chuck would argue about who's, you know, better between, you know, who, who the Panthers should pick, basically. He was telling me different names of people, Hornets. whatever, whatever. He had Hornets. Yeah. I said Donovan Mitchell. I didn't come off that name. I wanted him to pick Donovan Mitchell. He kind of almost got me with a couple other guys, but I wanted Donovan Mitchell. They didn't pick him. That nigga ended up being good as fuck. Yeah. And then Chuck ends up hitting me and it's just like, yeah, bro, y'all should have picked Donovan Mitchell. Like, so basically, this is what the, this is what the Hornets' problem is. They really, 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 really suck at drafting. drafting yes. They draft fucking terrible. They've been terrible. drafting power fours for the last four years. They draft so bad. I would have gotten rid of, first of all, I don't. I would have gotten rid of Michael Kidd Gilchrist so long ago. He would not still be wearing a Hornets jersey. It's shameful to me to admit right now that this nigga is still in a fucking Hornets jersey right now. I don't know why the fuck he's still playing, bro. I, I don't nah, understand I don't. it. I would have got rid of Zeller ass a while ago. I would just, there's a lot of guys I just, I would have been traded and just tried to recoup. Start over, get high draft picks. Um, You gotta like, at some point, bro, you gotta make, take some risks. Like, they've been taking risks in dumbass ways. Like, giving contracts to motherfuckers for stupid amounts of years that are bums. Like, Nick Batum would have been traded by now. I'd have been got rid of that motherfucker. Get him off the team. Like, what are you doing? Y'all just got him on the team for what? <laughs> just fucking shit up. So their problem is drafting. Like at this point now, I don't know what they can do, bro. I don't even. I don't. I don't even. I don't get stressed out about it, bro. I'm, they're so. I'm telling you, like, I, I said when they're on, I watch it sometimes. You know, I watch the games. I watch them a lot. I watch them when they're on. You know, this year they're gonna win about twelve to fifteen games. I would say blow the damn team up for draft picks. It's too late. But you could do Batum, MJ, MGK for like a first round pick together. Bro, who the fuck is taking on them contracts? You got to get the, I would have been trying to get, I told you, I'd have been trying to get them niggas off. A couple years ago, I'd have been trying to get them off one by one to different teams, bro. Yeah. You're not getting, you're not getting, nobody's taking on those contracts together. Are you serious? Orlando, Mike. No, they won't. (laughs) Nobody, bruh, niggas is going to wait till them contracts is about to expire. Didn't make them offers. And then, yeah, bro, are you serious? Nobody's <laughs> taking these bum-ass niggas. Are you, come on, let's change it. Talk about something else, bro. Let's talk about something else. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fucking Hornets. Terrible. If you was Michael Jordan. Mm. Or if you had a chance to talk to Michael Jordan. Oh, man. And this is the closing question. What would you say to him? I mean, I get to ask him anything. <laughs> no, Shit. about this Hornet. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, about the Hornet. All right, if I could tell Michael Jordan anything and he would actually listen to me, uh, hmm, besides hire me as your person to make these decisions for real, uh, <laughs> um, Sheesh. I don't even know where to start, bro. Like, they're, they're going to be terrible this year. So, maybe they can parlay Miles Bridges into something. I mean, they're terrible. Like, they're this is a bad team. I would just say you guys need to start making trades uh, for the future. You need to start looking for the future. You need to be on your uh, maybe 76ers shit of the old or try to put yourself in a position to get draft picks like New Orleans Pelicans got, except for you guys don't have anybody on your team nearly as good as Anthony Davis. So, man, we could do some packages, man. 
I agree, but it, it it it's up to people to actually have that frame of mind to want to do that. Yeah. So, if you don't want to do that, then. True. Hmm. Well, look, man. Is there anything you want to say before I let you get up out of here? Yes, I definitely want to say, if you haven't gotten your tickets to Pod Excellence Weekend, October fourth, fifth, and sixth in Charlotte, North Carolina, make sure you do so. If you use code word Stay Ready. You will get a discount. Uh, I'm gonna have a live set. Be out there for. I'm gonna have an hour set and be out there all three days. OCDM's pulling up. Unfair Apparel's pulling up. You never know. Well, you guys shouldn't say you guys shouldn't say that. You guys have no idea who my special guest is gonna be or what my show format is gonna be. I'm very excited about that. I'm strongly considering having a DJ uh, to uh, really cap off everything. Um, definitely pull up. You know, Hempy's on deck. We're giving out free shit. It's going to be some unfair apparel. It's going to be some, like I said, this, listen, everything that I do as far as this stay ready shit, just expect that. Like, a whole lot of stay ready shit. Hempies, shirts, clothes, rappers, maybe beautiful women. Who knows? <laughs> you never know what to expect from stay ready. You feel me? Also, I want to say, nominate us for Podcast of the Year, Queen City Awards, uh, at the Queen City Awards, you know, on their nomination link. Type in the Stay Ready Podcast, Podcast of the Year. That would be fantastic. Uh, also, vote for Bravo for Photographer of the Year, Unfair Apparel for Small Business of the Year, or Clothing Company of the Year. Whatever you can vote for Unfair Apparel and vote for them. Uh, and, you know, any of my other Stay Ready fan that you know that I fuck with, you know, you can vote for them. But definitely just vote for your boy for Podcast of the Year because I'd appreciate that. I think it's about time that, you know, I get some recognition. My people tell me I'm the realest, you know, and that's that makes me feel good. And then I love when artists tell me that that was the best interview I've ever had. Like that makes me feel nice. Uh, shout out Rico Brino, he told me that. And that was pretty cool. Um, that's what's up. And I've heard that several times. Like, I, I hear that all the time, honestly. But I like that's what that's what I do it for. But it's nice. It would be nice to get some recognition out here in these streets, man. You know what I'm saying? For myself, for the sniper, uh, <laughs> and stay ready, bro. On some real shit. Like we work hard, bro. My dog didn't even know I interviewed the baby. I interviewed the baby, guys. I've done that already. I interviewed Stunner. Mm. We've interviewed Duchess and Luke Nasty and uh, Rico Brino and fucking, I'm drawing a blank because I've interviewed so many people. I've interviewed so many fucking people, guys. I've interviewed uh, Papa Wu and I'm still drawing a blank. I've interviewed, I'm like, everybody. I've interviewed so many people, bro. Like, all the people in Charlotte that you guys think are cool, especially as far as the rappers, I've definitely interviewed all of them, right? And then... Um, other people like from out of the state you know what I'm saying rappers and artists and doctors and all kind of shit bro like I don't know shout out to Stay Ready bro I just want to say that shout out to the Stay Ready podcast I'm still on y'all motherfucking ass I ain't going nowhere <laughs> real quick before you get up out of here yeah and I don't want no political ass answer I don't I don't do politics I want a real nigga answer alright what's happening where do you see the Charlotte music scene now that the baby has opened the door in the next two to five years? Um, well, shit, today to five years. It depends on who goes next, like who pops next. Um, I think it's going to be R&B. So, I think we're in a good spot. Like, I feel good um, when I walk around in other states and my, like, my unfair gear. Mm-hmm. With the Charlotte with the stick on it. You know, I always get stopped, I always get complimented on it. Uh niggas do ask me if I know the baby. It's funny as shit. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> niggas ask me if I know the baby because of the shirt. You know what I'm saying? It's funny Damn, as shit. Wow. Uh, um and I always say no because I don't like talking to people. 
and I don't know that nigga. <laughs> I've just met that nigga a few times. Uh, the music scene is it's popping. Like we we're culturally being known, and that's ultimately what you want, regardless of what the music scene is or isn't, because that's all preferential. We're being nationally respected and culturally known. You mm. feel me? And that's what the most important thing is. Like that's when, what's up. when people say Charlotte, they're thinking of the baby and they're thinking of Stunner and they're thinking of the like. You yeah, feel me? Yeah. So and that's a good thing. So when we get them to think of, you know, and, and cult rap, you know what I'm saying? And Quantrell and J Way and Lil Shaq and so whoever whoever really pops next will really decide where the city is, uh, musically. Now, if you ask me about the state, yeah, we're doing good because of Dreamville and, you know, Cole and their whole movement. You add it all up with Cole and the baby and all that. Like, yeah, Carolina's doing their thing. Like, if you talk about just Carolina music, yeah, we're doing our thing. Yeah. Charlotte, exclusively, it depends on who pops next to take it to the next level and further cement our status. But we've got a little, like I said, a national buzz and a cultural a cultural little uh, renaissance going on nationally, I think people are seeing. So, you know who I think next? Who's that? Uh, Brent Fias. Brent Fias? Yeah. He already out here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They say he from Charlotte. But yeah, he been out here. Mm. He popped already. He ain't popped yet. He ain't popped. He ain't hit the baby yet. I mean, it's, he out it's here. It's gonna happen. That's the thing. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Nah, he it's out gonna here happen. Already. Yeah. No, nah, that's not going That's not gonna make the. I don't think that's gonna move the needle too much. Cause he ain't been repping that either. Man. Right. Like, if you ask, okay, I put it like this. If, you, if somebody stopped you and they knew who Brent Fires was and said, hey, where's he from? I said, I don't fucking know. <laughs> but if you stop somebody and say, hey, where's the baby from, Charlotte? That's what they're going to say. I feel you. So then that's the difference. So that's I why I said you. it's not going to, like, move the needle. Okay. Because he's already kind of a, a known person. But, yeah, bro, I appreciate you having me on, man. Another, yeah. another dope EP. You took, it, you took it easy on me. I was ready. I could have I could have went any any way you wanted me to, bro. I'm trying to tell you. Nah. You was capped for them going hard on the Panthers for twenty five minutes and the Hornets for five. I, bro, I'm telling you, because <laughs> the the Hornets are bad. I mean, they're both bad teams, but Panthers are supposed to be Super Bowl season this that's, year. That, the this the, this the, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't have those type of expectations for the Hornets. Like football yeah. is more of a sport where the Carolina Panthers can compete for a championship. Not yeah. saying they'll get one, not saying they won't. It's yeah. just it's they have the opportunity to compete for one. Yeah, it's I don't look for the Hornets <laughs> to be better than LeBron-led teams anytime soon or Harden-led teams or Giannis-led teams. Like, who we got to stop Giannis? That nigga's going to put up 50 on us this year. Real quick before we get up out of here, I just want to go ahead and call it now. We get in uh, LaMelo. So... It's going to change life, and I'm going to leave it at that. It's going to be like when Cam came here. I'm telling you. Man. Take my words now. Don't get ready. Stay ready. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> I'm going to holler at y'all. <laughs> and that's going to do it for another episode of Me Blanc Amigo. Episode 44, Bacon in the AM, the Stay Ready Podcast. You already know, man, this episode was super dope to me, man. We did it in the morning time. We put it off in the morning time, and we got it done in the morning time. Legendary, legendary shit. And for every last one of y'all that made it this far for the millionth time and for the millionth more time, I will say it for a billionth time. I appreciate you. You are dope. You have a great attention span, my nigga. You really do. Um, 
Other than that, man, you already know when I come back, the next episode gonna be more litter, 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 more titter, titter, titter. Follow my Instagram at R-O-B-E-I-W-H-Y. Again, that's R-O-B-E-I-W-H-Y. And like always, like always, like always, baby, like my shit, comment on my shit, and subscribe to my shit. Like the white girls in the motherfucking valley say. I tried to stay on beat. But I'm out.